Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you download the app and use promo code DNVR, you can make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 and that's with promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Patrick Lyons. I am Susie Hunter. And uh, Patrick, we, I mean, I feel like I had such a good time watching the Home Run Derby last night. Um, I think maybe you had a better time because your bracket worked out a little better. It did. The Derby was uh, definitely fun. We'll, we'll get to all that, break down our, our brackets and find out which brackets broke down. Conversely, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more just about the All Star Game itself because uh, that's that's obviously the big event on Tuesday that everyone is is focused on, uh, as well as go back and, and do a little more on the MLB draft business and take a look at some some young bucks, some some young players back when they were 18 years old before they were drafted by the Colorado Rockies and and see how well we can recognize them because. They're not labeled, and I'm not even sure that I'm going to remember who half of these players were <laughs> back when I first put them out. But I think between the two of us, uh, we'll do a really solid job, much like the job CJ Crone is doing right now in Los Angeles. Looks like he's having a blast out there uh, in uh, in L.A. and, and enjoying the Rays. Not, I'm not going to say he's not a guy who smiles a lot because he does smile. Bigger smiles. I'm seeing a lot more bigger smiles. I don't know if you yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's having a good time. Yeah, because usually when we when we see him, he's at work. He's very focused, and this is kind of like a work retreat, so he can relax a little. I feel like I like that. It definitely very much a, a work retreat. Yonder Alonso, former Colorado Rocky, caught up with him, and you know he had nothing but praise for Bud Black, saying he always has uh, he always has our backs. And he was also asked, "Hey, who do you want to?" talk with the most and mingle with the most who do you think for cj crone he would have said because he he didn't say anything he didn't actually answer the question but i'm like come on there has to be those guys and i i think it's probably just the older guys like that he kind of remembers when he was younger i mean he's 32 so he's not he's one of the older guys on there i haven't actually looked Mm -hmm. at all the ages of the players but he definitely would have to lean on more towards the older side so probably miguel cabrera and and albert pujols have to be among two of the guys he's pretty excited to see, right? I guess so, yeah. CJ strikes me. I mean, I don't know this at all, but I'm saying CJ strikes me as someone who probably doesn't get starstruck a lot. He just seems very level, very even keeled. So I could totally see him just like, yeah, not having like a go-to answer. Um, He did already see Miggy, you know, earlier this season. He'll be seeing Oliver Pujols in a couple of weeks. What year is it? What day is it? What are the Cardinals happening? Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I could. I think those are solid, 
solid yeah, he, guesses. He grew up around the game of baseball too, obviously with his, his father being a, a professional. And, and yeah. so, as you said, Susie, like, you know, doesn't get starstruck. He's level-headed. He's, he's like, these people made a, a career uh, out of this thing that, you know, he loves and he's able to do it too. And, you know, maybe they did it much better. And so he is able to appreciate that, but you're right. He might not necessarily get, get starstruck. Who would you, what would your answer be? Who would, if you were down there Ooh. and you're on the field for the Derby or the game, whatever, who would you be most like, I just want to kind of occupy the same air as that person. <laughs> I would be most starstruck to see Shohei Otani. He is just, he's nothing but good energy. Um, yeah. I would, be most excited to just like be in his presence. Same. He, he's still probably <laughs> top of the list. I'm 99% sure uh, we may have had at least 1% of the same amount of air. I saw him uh, on, <laughs> on one of the days, there was like a crowd of people that were just standing on the dugout. They just wanted to get him coming out on the visitor side at Coors Field mm-hmm. last year. And like, that was a big, even, even some people just with their phones, they were standing there for like 30 minutes, just waiting for him to come out. I, I don't even think they had any intel that he was coming out. They were just, they just wanted to be there. And so I do remember laying eyes on him and like thinking like how wide his shoulders are. Like he just has long shoulders, thin waist. And it's just like, that is a, that, that's just like a body shape. I, I, you rarely see it. It's almost like a ballerina, a jacked huh. ballerina, just a that's jacked ballerina who can hit and pitch. Like we've never seen before. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. you know, I read a lot of scouting reports uh, on over 500 players in the draft. Not one of them had a comp of Jack Ballerina. And really, <laughs> I, there's no Shohei Otani in the 2022 class. Go ahead, play this back in 20 years. And uh, I, I think time will, will serve me correct in a major way. One of the guys that we'll talk about a little bit, home run derby champ, Juan Soto. A lot has been made. We haven't talked too much about it. Rejects a 15-year, $440 million deal with the Nationals. Susie, what is there a skill or a trait or something that could possibly be worth, even if it's your lifetime, that would be worth $440 million to anyone? I, the answer for me is no. <laughs> I, it's just, it's, it's such a big number. And like, also, I mean, 15 years is also such a long time, but he's still so young too. Like we keep, I feel like I always forget how young he is. So, I mean, I, it's these are shocking numbers to turn down for sure came up at 19 years old and as you pointed out uh to me in, in our in our slack uh i did see that you know in the futures game on saturday there were several there were several players who were older than juan soto again yeah. yet to even make their debut he's got you know parts of five seasons already in the majors he's getting this big offer but then you slack the message that there were 10 players already drafted in the first 10 rounds who are older than Juan Soto. Like crazy. crazy. He's just so young. So impressive. We're going to have so much. We're just going to have years and years to watch him wherever he ends up. (laughs) Will he end up in Colorado? So, so (laughs) teaser there. Now it seems like the nationals are probably going to need to trade him. And one of the issues with this uh, whole you know, conversation about Juan Soto is that the Nationals are, they're trying to sell it. They're trying to sell the team. And so they kind of want to get that sorted for the next ownership because you don't want to buy a team and immediately turn around and trade your best player. It's something that the Marlins had to deal with uh, once they uh, you know got, got the new ownership and they trade JTL Ramuto, Stanton, 
Marcelo Zuna, Christian Yelich, like four all-stars right there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this new ownership is really good. Not really. Uh, so you want to kind of handle that situation, either lock them up or trade them. And mm-hmm. so among in the Rockies world, there's there hasn't been a ton of conversation about it, I think, because the first half just ended. People are focused on the all-star game and whatnot. Could the Rockies or do the Rockies have the trade capital? Do they have the prospects to possibly swing a deal for Juan Soto? I feel like you would just need to give so much to get him. So I I don't know if I see that being the Rockies in any universe. I feel like I kind of see that being the Mets. Mm-hmm. Could be. I don't know. He was, he was getting awfully chummy with some Mets at all of the uh, All-Star Week festivities. So I don't know. I think it's going to happen pretty soon. As you said, it, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take almost everything that the Rockies have. It, it should be very easily two top 100 prospects and then one or two players who aren't top 100 prospects because they're a little bit further away. Like we think about Fernando Tatis. He wasn't a top 100 prospect yet because he hadn't even made his professional debut yet. He was he was just a young international free agent. So for the Rockies, Ezekiel Tovar, mm-hmm. Zach Veen, Drew Romo, Maybe even Adele Amador, maybe Ellie Hurst Montero. Does that move the needle for the Nationals? Yes. I think it absolutely does. I think the Nationals, if in some kind of package like that, they would say, Colorado Rockies, we are we grant you the services of Juan Soto. He is now your issue to deal with. But as you also said, Susie, it does not seem very likely that that will happen. Rockies simply have never been a team that have gone out and acquired superstar players. Now, Carlos Gonzalez is the most notable one. You say, oh, hey, well, he was in that Matt Holiday deal. Uh, that was during the offseason. But Carlos Gonzalez was not a known commodity at that point. He was uh, a rookie with Oakland, you know, was, was a top prospect, but was not already that made man. He just, mm-hmm. he wasn't, you know, now in free agency, they've gone out and, and got, uh, gotten a couple of those guys, but really it's, it's all about the homegrown product. So I, I don't necessarily see that happening. And again, half a billion dollars are the Rockies giving out a half a billion dollar contract. No, there's no oh, way. No. <laughs> there's no, I would bet a million dollars on them not giving up a half a billion dollars. You don't even need to know what the line is on DraftKings Sportsbook. You're like, I'm going to put a million because I'm going to win something from that. You feel pretty confident. But at least for, again, for the water cooler, do the, you know, do the Rockies have the trade capital to acquire Soto? Yes, I absolutely do think uh, they are uh, one of a few teams. I think there's, I don't, I don't know that half of MLB has the capability of doing that. Maybe it's closer to 10. Um, maybe it's a little bit less. I, I would say there's got to be at least 10 teams that have enough of that that prospect potential there of of top front front of the line players, and I think the Rockies would be one of those teams. But again, uh, it's just just not happening. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way. But it was fun seeing him last night at the home run derby. Future's bright for a Juan for Juan Soto. It is. It is uh, only the second All Star game in Dodger Stadium history. I was. A little bit surprised, although when I went back to the mental Rolodex, I go, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, uh, I, I would have thought maybe at some point in the in the 70s there was one, but they did host in 1980, so that would make sense that, that you'd host in at some point in the 70s and then also in 1980, so 42 years since the All-Star game has been back at Dodger Stadium. I, the one reason 
that I keep coming back to why it's taken so long. One is, you know, starting in the mid nineties, you had all these brand new stadiums that were being built that immediately mm. wanted to showcase the game. And I also think there might, I also think there might even be an element of, you know, as time has gone by, it's gone through this like awkward phase. Like I think some stadiums that, you know, might not necessarily be considered these, these crown jewels, they've been around so long. And then all of a sudden it's like a little kitsch to be like, Hey, like, like angel stadium is mm-hmm. maybe that I don't think people necessarily revere it. They definitely don't revere it the way that, as they do Dodger stadium, yeah. but angel stadium is one of the older ballparks. And so you could go, wow, man, there's a lot of history in this building. Uh, again, if, if you, if you play up that history a lot more, you can realize, oh yeah, well, Nolan Ryan spent uh, a bulk of some of his best years here and, uh, and you can play with that. So, but there's a while in which you go, yeah, Dodger stadium, it's that old ballpark. And now we don't have as many old ballparks. So you look at it and go, Man, it's up there with Wrigley and Fenway, even though it is, you know, 35 years, maybe younger than those ballparks and definitely doesn't have that old timey vibe to it. Mm -hmm. But still, it's uh, it's a little surprising. Only the second. It doesn't have an old timey vibe. It has a retro vibe. Yeah, that's how that's how I see it. Do you think, honestly, like, I know I keep harping on the traffic. Do you think the traffic in L.A. and coordinating all the other all star events plays into why we do not often see an all-star game in LA? No, I actually don't think that. So again, MLB is putting on a big event. How much of the event is about the experience of the people that are there? And then how much is it about what it looks like on television? Because you can make it look on TV, look great. And you don't actually have to dig into the logistics of how do you get people from over here to over there? Um, also not everyone's necessarily able to, to, to go to that. I think it's really been more recent that they've started to ramp up a lot of the all-star game activities. It's such a really good question to think about, because I'm not sure what year they first started doing like the red carpet stuff. That's, I mean, maybe 15 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, that was like a new thing. Right. And you can do that by the ballpark. Um, but you're right. There are all kinds of logistics where in Denver last year, just do anything you want. You you have control over the entire city, kind of still in the middle of a pandemic, but you could go anywhere, do anything a lot easier than you can in LA. But the bottom line is it's the game, it's the stadium, it's the derby, it's the players. You'll work out the logistics of where you're going to kind of hold those things. But that is one of the things, I mean, we talked about it this whole time, like, yeah. As exciting as the all-star game business is, if you are there and you have to cover it and you have to go from Santa Monica Pier to the stadium, oh my God, you've got to be ripping your hair out, sitting in traffic and doing that on on something that seems like it should be a 15-minute car ride. It ends up being 45 minutes or an hour and Mm -hmm. that's off. Stressed out just thinking about it. Not even kidding. (laughs) Same. Same, same here. Yeah, no, we're, we don't get stressed out over at the DNVR, uh, especially if you read any of our articles at the DNVR.com. We're putting things in great context for you, whether it's the Broncos acquiring Russell Wilson, whether it's the Nuggets and some of their off-season trades, as well as the new guys that they're bringing in uh, just out of the summer league. The Avs, they won the Stanley Cup. No stress there. We've got the Rockies, so yes, there are there is some stress here, and, and we do deal with that. But there's Rapids, there's golf. There's CSU Rams and Buffs. 
all of that, and it's only 50 cents for your first month at the dnvr.com. And once the bar gets up and running again, you know you get those member-sized beers down in the corner of Colfax in New York. And maybe you can make it an avalanche ale, the drink of the season. I think it's the drink of the year. Yeah. Right? It kind of has to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially after everything Breck was able to do with giving tickets and swag away to community stars for each game, including the Stanley Cup. They were legit giving away Stanley Cup finals tickets, their own tickets. And they were doing an amazing job. They're also giving proceed of sales uh, of Avalanche Ale all throughout the playoffs to the community fund Boulder County. That does is something that benefits <laughs> Marshall Fire victims. So it's really cool. Go to breckbrew.com. Uh, and, and learn more about all the great products they have, or just swing down to a King Supers near you and pick up the beverage of the year, Avalanche Ale, and have a little bit of fun when it comes to the All-Star Game or some second-half voting, too, or second-half bets. You know, is, is a guy going to hit over a certain home run amount? There's, there's non-stop bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, they're doing something really cool where if you are a new customer, use code DNVR and you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So guess what? If you're wrong, you can have a shot at doing it all over again. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Learn all about same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, props. Like It's it's nonstop. We talk about so much of that for the Home Run Derby and all the different uh, elements that you could get in on it and, and have fun and and really turn an event that you might not be too interested in into something that you are highly invested. Might make you a better fan, might make you a lot more knowledgeable. That's baseball, that's golf, MMA, more all throughout this summer. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-522-4700. Susie, are you upset by Clayton Kershaw starting the All-Star game? Because he might not have been the best. He was maybe up there and kind of in the conversation, but Sandy Alcantara and, and even his teammate, if you want to stick with the L.A. story and Tony Gonsolin starting the game, is this uh, a big deal to you? Little deal? What are your thoughts? You know, uh, I've mixed feelings because, yeah, absolutely. He's not the best pitcher this season. Uh, but, you know, he is kind of one of those faces of the Dodgers, and he's been around for a long time. So it's like, uh, you know, they're at their stadium. I guess I get it. He is – it's an all-star game. He is a star. So, like, I'm not up in arms about it, but at the same time, I'm like, could have gone with some other people. I've kind of vacillated over the course of my life between liking these kind of decisions and not. Uh, as a youngster, having gone to the 1996 All-Star Game, I wanted to see the stars. And I, I did think a little bit about, you know, who deserves to be there. But it was really about the stars. And then I got a little older and I go, hey, wait a minute. What's fair is fair. This guy has better numbers. I, I think they should be in over this other player. And then you might look back and you say, like, who was an all-star that year? Like, just because they had three good months? Like, <laughs> yeah, but you get it. You go, he was the best player yeah. in the first three months. And now as they get older, you go, look, you got to grow the game. You got to mm-hmm. do that. You got to, you know, highlight the superstars. And yes, growing the game might mean putting uh, putting over, to use a wrestling term, or, or giving a spotlight to a guy like Sandy Alcantara. 
uh, you know, giving him his just desserts. But I think, again, if you are really just trying to attract fans, uh, give them names that they know, you're still going to see Sandy Alcantara. You're still going to see Tony Gonsolin in these games, in this game, most likely. But uh, ultimately, it's, it's about putting the, the the faces and names that people know out there the most. And that's going to, it's going to get them through the front door or it's going to have them watch going, Oh, I know these few people, but who's this other guy? Who's mm-hmm. this? And I think that's what is going to make it interesting. So I'm, I'm okay. It was similar to last year where Max Scherzer got the nod where I don't know that he really had the best numbers in the NL. It didn't seem like there was really anyone that kind of was the number one deserving. It was a tie. You know, there, there was a story of like, well, maybe Herman Marquez, that would be a cool story, him starting in Colorado. Uh, but now you look and, and you see how he's pitched since then. And you say, hey, you know what? That's a good carrot to dangle in front of him. Say, we want to get you back to the All-Star game. And we really, really want you to earn that starting spot and be like Ubaldo Jimenez, who did start the All-Star game in 2010, the only Rockies pitcher to ever do that. So I'm I'm okay with uh, kind of fudging things a little bit to make mm-hmm. it interesting in that capacity. Yeah. No, I, yeah, you've made some good points, Patrick. You've made some good points. I feel like we're kind of on the same side on this one. Oh, we are. We are. Yeah. And, I, and I love that the game is starting off with Kershaw, first pitch to the DH, Shohei Otani, L.A. Yes. against L.A. Like, again, that uh, – that's so huge. That's the like the one of the first images people are going to take away, and from there, I'm actually kind of getting goosebumps happen. right now. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I mean Shohei in general just gives me the chills. Like he's just, you know, once in a lifetime for sure. So yeah, I love the LA versus LA piece of this. I love the hey, these are two of our biggest stars in baseball right here. I like it. I think these are. I think these are solid. How much are you hoping to get of of Otani? Like, I, I you, he needs to pitch, right? I, At some point, you got to think, right? I would love to see that. I would love to see him doing both. And I know they changed the rules a little last year that allowed him to DH and then also pitch, but he was the starting pitcher. Now I don't know how it'll work because again. It's it's hard for for a guy like Sho, Shohei Otani who is you know the face of baseball in so many ways, and there's all these hands reaching out to you, and you've got a a season to contend with, but you also you're trying to sell the game, mm-hmm. and it can be a lot. And so, yeah. how do you get ready to to hit and then also warm up in the bullpen? It was different when it was when he's starting the game. Yeah, he's that's doing all true. That stuff before, but when it's all happening in the middle of a game. It could be really hard if he comes out as the DH and then he's warming up. Is he still allowed to go in? Because technically he's out of the game. Yeah. I, look, I, I'm not. I'm not complaining. Uh, uh, and, and I think they should definitely just like who cares about the rules? Even bring back players. Like bring them back late into the game, even if they've already. Why been not? You know, the All Star Game is one of the. It's one of those events where I'm just like, I really do hope both teams have fun. <laughs> like that's all I want is for everyone to have a good time. No doubt for the American League left-hander Shane McClanahan, who Dusty Baker said, I hear he's good. I, I don't know. Even though he did <laughs> see him pitch, I think, in the 2020 postseason, he came out of the bullpen. So, Dusty, you have actually seen him pitch. Uh, and, it, and in the NL face and NL lineup, that's got back-to-back Contreras brothers. I love that. Wilson batting sixth. William batting seventh. Jeff McNeil gets the starting spot. Uh, he replaces Jazz Chisholm at second base. Uh, and in the AL, Byron Buxton will be starting in center field, replacing Mike Trout. And Andres Jimenez will replace Jose Altuve at second base. Jimenez came over in that Francisco Lindor deal. So Guardians made out 
Okay. Do you have any issues with uh, the voting uh, of how that's done with fans voting and the starters and stuff? Because I don't think fans always get it right, but do we think that that's, that's like a real major issue in general? You know what? I uh, don't think it's a huge issue only because like this is for the fans. Like it's not like fans are voting to put together real rosters. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, it's, it's just like, I think it's just, you know, I think it's good to get the input from people to, you know, Hey, who do you think is representing the game the best this season? I think because we're in a smaller market and there are many years in which, you know, the Rockies maybe lack, you know, a couple of sexy players or just years in which people aren't paying attention to what's going on in Colorado. Like so much of MLB, even, even after you know, the shift to the West coast there and in, uh, in 1958 with the Dodgers and giants moving to California, like it's still really East East coast heavy. Uh, and those larger fan bases, they come out in droves and they vote. So it's like, well, they deserve it. I don't think we necessarily need a system where we're breaking it down uh, like it's, you know, we're voting for the president and like, well, <laughs> this fan base gets this many or they only get this many votes. And so now. Oh, my gosh. An electoral college. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. The electoral college is the word I was going for. Like, I don't know that we really need that because for the most part, I think the fans you know, do a pretty good job. And now they've got a system in place where, uh, as we discussed uh, the last couple of weeks, at a certain point, they stop the voting and say, okay, now we're down to the last two. Go ahead and vote. And people are voting online too. It's not, uh, here's something, you, you may or may not remember this. I think you might. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the paper ballots? No. Whoa, really? I do not remember them. I am shocked. There, did you, do you know all this? Do you, do you know that that's how... The voting was done or not? I mean, I guess everything used to be done on paper at some point. Yeah, no, you would go to the ballpark. I'll, uh, I'll have to uh, unearth one of these somewhere because oh I would gosh. legit keep a couple from every year. Uh, you know, be, being uh, raised by baby boomers, you know, everything was like a collectible and oh, yeah. hold on, it could be worth something someday. I'm like, well, it's worth like, it could be worth a penny in 20 years. Yes. But do, is it worth me holding on to it and transporting it from point A to point B and all the different homes you might live in when you're a young person. Is it worth that? Probably not. But I kept the paper ballots and yeah, you would use a trifold piece of paper and you could go and there were, uh, there were little chads. There were little like perforated punch outs and you would go and look and you'd see all the names and you would oh take gosh. your little, uh, your, your pencil for keeping score and then poke it out who you think should be the starter at first base. You could write in, but usually they had just about everybody in there. And it was really cool. And, and so, again, they got the logo for the All-Star Game on these ballots. And uh, so I, I did keep a couple. And I think you can go on eBay. People are still selling them. And, and you can get some cool things. And uh, I'm sure you can probably get some 1998 uh, All-Star Game ballots and, and see what they look like. They're pretty neat. Uh, I once bought a book at a, at a Sabre event. And, and Wednesday, we've got another one of those events coming yes, up. Yes, we do. Tavern. I wanted to put a bid on one of the books. And I just wanted the book. And then right before the final bid was made, someone opened up the book and said, oh, there's a ballot in here from the 1983 All-Star Game. And I was like, that would have been great. And then the price went up too high, and I was and I was outbid. And I just legitimately wanted the book. The ballot would have been oh, just icing on the cake. But, yeah, they, uh, the system now I think is really good. So uh, I don't necessarily know that you, uh, you need to tweak things to, uh, to make it any better. Yeah, I'm now looking up pictures of the paper ballots. Um, yeah, they're cool looking. <laughs> and uh, although we're recording this, of course, uh, before the game, 
There will not be extra innings. I guarantee it. I can guarantee there's no extra innings <laughs> coming up in this all-star game. Uh, it's happened, I think, about three times since 2002 when there was a tie game, and they just had to call it there. It was in Milwaukee. It's very embarrassing for for baseball right there in, in Bud Selig's home ballpark, right? Uh, he mm-hmm. was, uh, was a Brewers guy, was a part owner of Mo- the Milwaukee franchise at that point. That's when they changed the rules and said, hey, the winner of the All-Star game gets home field advantage in the World Series. And maybe theoretically, it seemed like, oh, the players are going to be more invested. I don't think that that really helped too much. They stopped that in 2016. Mm -hmm. But they did announce that now, if it's still tied after nine, they're going to a swing off. They're going to a home run derby to decide it. And I I like it. I I like it. Uh, Yeah. It's fun. It's uh, that that'll be a lot of fun for sure. Very Savannah bananas of them. But yeah, I think it'll be really entertaining. I personally would love to see two home run derbies two days in a row. I think that's fun. It definitely is. If it's tied, three players from each side will step to the plate and they're going to have three swings. Each guy will have three swings. So basically nine swings. See how many home runs can be hit. For the American League, you've got Julio Rodriguez. Nice. He was in the Derby. Uh, His teammate, Ty France, and Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros. But in the NL. But in the NL. But! (laughs) Pete Alonso, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Kyle Schwarber. Now, why not the guy who just won the Home Run Derby? Why wouldn't we put him on the Home Run Derby roster? (laughs) Why wouldn't you just have anybody better from the AL? I mean, Ty France was like a last-minute addition, right? He originally had gotten snubbed. Kyle Tucker's got a nice you know, swing, but that that AL uh, lineup there in extra innings, I think it's one of the reasons why I, I think uh, as far as odds go, the, the NL team is uh, is partially the favorite. The American League, I think, is 15-3 and three since 2002, so they've kind of really dominated mm-hmm. the, the NL. Do you know how much it costs to get in through the front door? I haven't checked this morning. As of last night, if you wanted a general admission ticket to this All-Star game, how much yeah. do you think you'd have to pay? A uh, general admission. Um, Actually, there gonna... are, there are, there are, they were real seats, but think of yeah. it like that. Like, what would be the cheapest seat to get in the ballpark? Um, on the secondary sites, I want to guess cheapest ticket, $500. I would have probably said four, four fifty, two ninety. Oh, not bad. Monday kind of. I mean, yeah. There's some people going. What do you mean, not bad? Do you know what? Do you know what? Two hundred ninety dollars could how it could change my life? Yes, absolutely. So it's all relative. But when we think of these big events, I would have. And again, it being L.A., right? Mm-hmm. Being L.A., you would have thought it was that much. So seeing two ninety, I was like, all right. I mean, that's that's not totally crazy. MVP top candidates: uh, Otani, Judge, Vlad Jr., Beth Stanton. So. Four of the five guys for MVP are AL players. Yet again, the NL is the favorite. CJ Crone plus 7,500. And honestly, it is not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, incidentally, Susie, I'm going to go through every player on the All-Star Game roster and talk <laughs> about why they might win MVP. And then you're going to go in. And then I'm going to cut it. <laughs> and whoever so, gets it will Patrick, look like geniuses. <laughs> Patrick called it. He said Paul Blackburn of the A's would get three big outs in the seventh and win MVP. That's definitely not happening in any shape or form. But there are guys who come in late. I think it was Michael Young one year 
won the MVP. Maybe it was in Pittsburgh in 2006. And he hit like a, he hit a big triple that like a, a, a two RBI triple that, that was kind of integral in that game. So if it's close, you know, you could come in late, have a big home run uh, and that ends up shifting everything. Uh, and once the scribes start getting behind the story of like, Hey, wow, this guy was bounced around. You know, he's kind of an old first time all-star, the oldest first time Rockies all-star to ever uh, make the all-star team. Wow. That's, this is really cool. This is a, this is a good story. You know, he's uh, from the general area, Arizona, if you will. Uh, but I, I think they could latch on to that. So plus 7,500, you know, put a unit on that. That's not, yeah. that's not too bad. Nice. Uh, I do want to update you. So I'm checking tick pick um, for ticket prices. The lowest I see is 285. The highest I see is 6145. Mm. $6,145 each. Oh, oh, that's see, that's where I, I, I can't do that one there. If it was, you know, for the pair, no doubt, obviously. Each, each. <laughs> but it's each. Yeah. That's, but you uh, were like right behind home plate. Mm, that's go. pretty good. I want to go. That's a good location for each. And if we're talking about great locations, we have to talk about sexy pizza. Capitol Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, and Park Hill. Each of their hand-tossed deck <laughs> oven pizzas with made-from-scratch each morning dough is absolutely delicious. If you are a pizza snob, and there may be two on this podcast right now, Take our word, Sexy Pizza is legit. And they also are really cool because they support to various organizations all around the Denver metro area. You can actually check out their about page for the donations link to find out how Sexy Pizza can support your cause. It's www.sexy.pizza. And again, they've got one down in Trinidad, Colorado as well. But they've got four for you right in the Denver metro area to take care of you. And then, hey, after that, you got a little cheese in your teeth as it may be. And you got one of those little pockets. Look, we've got those pockets. Green Mountain Dental Group can take care of you. Make sure that your your mouth game is on point because they mouth are always game. on point. <laughs> mouth game. Look, we've both got mouth game. We're podcast hosts. So it's, it's not just about talking. It's also just about being at rest and being at ease so you don't have that those, those sore pain in your teeth. And I noticed that as I once I got to a certain age and – Green Mountain Dental Group, places like that, that would go and take care of my teeth. The problems that I had and the issues that I had were less and less, to almost non-existent. Because it's like, oh, if I just do the daily maintenance, it won't build and build and build, and then you'll need that root canal or, or whatever it may be. And Green Mountain Dental Group is obviously very well aware of that. They're gonna help take care of you. So when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them, you're gonna receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group, located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. All right, Susie, let's talk about this home run derby. It really felt like it was about three players, and I'm glad that it was about more than just one guy. I think like last year, it was like all about Otani going in, then it became about Alonzo, and a little bit about Trey Mancini. So mm-hmm. maybe that's this is a trend of it being a trifecta. It was about J-Rod, it was about Pujols, it was about Soto. Who titillated you the most of those three? <laughs> who 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 do you put atop the mountain as far as the entertainment factor? Oh, well, you know what? If you asked me right at the start of the Derby, it would have been Julio Rodriguez because those 32 home runs right off the bat, right up to start off that home run Derby, that was absolutely electric. And he's he's so young. It's his rookie season. 
so I, I that was incredible to me. But then seeing Albert Pujols um, with that upset and seeing Kyle Schwarber not live up to what a lot of people thought he was going to do, that was insane too. So I don't think he expected to be in the second round of the home run derby. So that was really exciting to see too. Who's who's someone not to pull back the curtain? Do you know of anyone who had high expectations for Kyle Schwarber in the Derby? Do you? Um, I do, and you're looking right at her. Um, I thought he was going to win it, and I, at per usual, just could not have been more wrong. Yeah, here is my. You had Julio. You had Julio Rodriguez. See, that's the thing. We both had three of the first four in the first round. Yeah. And you had Julio, like you went out on a limb there and not, not out on a limb. Cause he was actually my original thought. And then when I went into the statistics, I talked myself out of it, but you had Julio Rodriguez, mm-hmm. but Schwarber, when they went to that hit, when they went to that uh, derby off, he Schwarber already looked like I'm done, man. I'm out. Like I've already, I, he didn't even like want to win. It looked like by that point, he was like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm spent. Like, I just don't have it. And you know what? I will say this. So there are some theories circulating on Twitter that I've seen um, that are insisting that ESPN, the broadcast, did not count all of Kyle Schwarber's home runs. So I've been watching a lot of videos. It would be a pretty wild conspiracy if they just missed several home runs and he actually should have been going on to the next round. But you're right. You know, I mean, he looked spent. (laughs) It's hard to kind of keep track in watching that broadcast about yeah. like what what was a home run, what isn't. Sometimes there'd be two balls that were in the air at the same time. Last year, Mike Redman, when he was pitching to Trevor Story, he took his time. And some of the other guys, it was just like, I'm just going to throw it. I'm going to throw it. The guy who was pitching to Julio Rodriguez, he didn't step. He didn't step. Like if you want to no, yeah. see a good home run derby pitching – Got to make sure you head over to the YouTube channel, DNVR Sports, and watch me during our home run derby. <laughs> every throw, right on the money. Every, In fact, if according to that video, every ball I threw, a home run was hit. So that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good rate right there, according to the video. But yeah, he didn't step at all, so he was able to kind of uh, get the balls out there a little bit quicker. J-Rod, he, he almost set the bar too high because after that, it was kind of a, of a come down and you know, there were still some of those really good moments, and it kept looking to Pete Alonzo, who was meditating, breathing through his eyelids there. Uh, you had a moment <laughs> where a lot of the Dominican players uh, surrounded Albert Pujols, and then even more players came mm-hmm. around. That was kind of a very very brief moment. I started yeah. getting choked up a little bit, and then everybody, like, left quickly. And I was like, no, that would have been – no, keep him. Like, take 10 minutes of him, like, going through shaking everybody's hand. That would have been – beyond epic and so i felt like i got snuffed out just a little bit that was that was a good moment and then again you got to the finals and it it seemed like everybody might have been out of energy juan soto you know he had the benefit of going second every time and so you know hit like 16 17 he ended up winning with 18 something like that whereas julio rodriguez as you mentioned 32 in the first round 31 in the second round going into the night only four times had a player had a 30 homer round and J-Rod goes and increases that by 50%. So now he's got two of the six. So mm-hmm. that was amazing. 81 total home runs for Julio Rodriguez, second most in a single derby to Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who had 91. He also lost that year. Uh, second youngest player to ever mm-hmm. win the derby by a day. The one day Juan Gonzalez was younger than him by just wow. one day. That was it. 
Oh, that's weird. That is so weird, Patrick. But I also feel like if Julio Rodriguez had gone second in his rounds, he would have won. Yeah, almost like he would have been able to uh, save some energy. Yeah. Matt, over, Matt, over on our members-only Discord, something you get if you are a member to the DNVR.com, only 50 cents for your first month, said there's got to be a way to maybe fix the Derby a little bit since you know there was a lot of air taken out of the Derby towards the, the second half or or at the end. And again, the fact that they've got the clock, you wouldn't have thought. I, I didn't necessarily know what to expect when they initially added the clock. They had a cool feature on the the broadcast I was watching on ESPN because mm-hmm. they would show you in the bottom left-hand corner how many non-home runs, right? Like how many outs. And mm-hmm. you could look and be like, oh, this guy made like 16 outs, but he had 20 home runs because it was all about the time and hitting him for distance and getting that bonus time. And it was like, yeah, that makes for a much better product overall. And so I don't know how you'd, you'd make it better so that there'd be more excitement at the end. I feel like if – you had a spot to say timeout, like you, like almost like the uh, the Nickelodeon show. Since we know, as as you acknowledged earlier, mm-hmm. grew up watching Nickelodeon more than inappropriate television on VH1 or MTV. Yeah, exactly. But double dare. You could do a little double dare action where you go stop. The other guy's got to hit. So now the other guy comes in and see if he can match it. So almost like, hey, I got a minute and a half left on the mm. clock, but I'm gonna let you go, and I've hit like 22 in a minute and a half. And I feel like that's already a good number. Let's see if you can top that. Because maybe you can't. In your three minutes, you can't even top my 22. Mm. Now, I wasn't swinging for another 90 seconds to try to make my number 30. I didn't need to. Now, I don't know necessarily know if that makes it for a better product. Because mm-hmm. now you just snuffed out a potential 30 home run round. So I, I don't know. That saves some energy for the guys. But it might not uh, be more entertaining in general. So I, I think for the most part, they've, they've got it right. Pujols, 42 years old, uh, the oldest to participate. Barry Bonds did it at age 39. And there was a, there was a cool article written by Stephen J. Nesbitt of The Athletic where he talked with some of Pujols' peers. And when I say peers, I mean nobody who's still playing right now because <laughs> his peers are all retired, right? He's 42 years old. Yep. Michael Kodair said, quote, my obliques are already screaming about this. Michael Kodair is only a year older than Poole. So think about a guy who's – was he on the Hall of Fame ballot already? Was it this year? Or maybe it'll be next year. And, mm-hmm. and yet he's one of his peers, former Rocky. Jimmy Rollins, one of your guys, he said, I'd yep. be tired as hell. He, he's also 43. <laughs> um, I saw a tweet about the ages that different guys in the Home Run Derby were when Albert Pujols – hit his first major league home run. Julio mm-hmm. Rodriguez was 98 days old. Yes. When Pujols hit it. his first home run. Um, and Juan Soto, Juan Soto was two years old and 163 days. So just yeah. it's the age gap there is incredible to me. I actually, so because going in, I, I knew all the statistics of like, uh, or the data as far as like, oh, when, when, Pujols made his debut. Here's how old Juan Soto was. But I think uh, you bringing that up underlines the point because the oldest guy was Jose Ramirez and he was eight years old. So you're like, wait, so Julio Rodriguez, we get it. He's a kid. He's young. But then you take the oldest guy. He was only eight himself. So that's young. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, afterwards, Juan Soto's like, Hey, this kid's pretty good. This kid is going to have himself a nice career. Good, good try kid. And then he's like, what? 
less than two years older than him. Yeah, exactly. Like a little, yeah, a little more than two years older than him. But st- you know what? Like Juan Soto's been in this game for so long already, though. So I feel like okay, I, he's allowed. He's allowed to say that. He is. It was Pools over Schwarber, Soto over Jose Ramirez, uh, Julio Rodriguez over Corey Seager, Pilonzo over Ronald Acuna. Then you had Soto over Pujols, J-Rod over Alonzo, and then Soto over J-Rod. It would have been cool if we had seen a, a Pujols-Julio Rodriguez matchup. I would have been fine if my bracket was busted for that. I would have been okay with that. That that, that would have been worth it, I think, right? That would have been really cool. Just like, the yeah, the longevity versus the, the fresh rookie. That would have been really cool to see for sure. It would have been an amazing story. But, but I, I will say I was still very entertained by this home run derby. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Happy, happy to have won. Um, that, that was, that was, that was nice for, for my bracket to at least have the, the finals winner. But, uh, as, as we were talking about off air, Juan Soto rejects the Washington nationals offer of 440 million, but accepts stealing a million dollars out of Julio Rodriguez's pocket. So, uh, that's one of those weird things. Ronald Acuna Jr. hit one 472 feet onto the pavilion out of Dodger Stadium. Pujols was smiling the entire time like a kid. That was amazing. <laughs> Emmanuel Classe, I see you. He was on a phone call during Pujols' derby. And I'm like, get off the phone, dude. What are you doing? That was uh, unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, and the crowd overall didn't seem amazing. Like, it was good at first. And then it was just, okay. Um, it was, I was laughing at the beginning of the broadcast. They were noting how there were actually people in the stands at the beginning of an event at Dodger stadium, because usually everyone shows up so late. That's <laughs> it's great. pretty empty at the beginning of, uh, Dodger games for sure. It was, it was true of like all the right-handed hitters, but I can remember a couple of times with Pujols, you know, they would show his swing from this angle that was down low. It wasn't in the right-handed, it wasn't in the, the left-handed batter's box looking up, but you could see all down uh, like the left field line, the third baseline, and in the, like the far upper left-hand corner of the upper deck there uh, to the left of the foul pole. Mm-hmm. A lot of empty seats in that final section. So that was uh, that was a little disappointing to see yeah. uh, overall. What's not disappointing is the flavor in this MLB draft because, boy, oh, boy, there were some interesting names. We know the Rockies uh, took a couple interesting names. Sterling. Not Sterling, Sterling Thompson. Okay, Mm -hmm. unique, like that. The name Jordan Beck has got some punch. Brad Cumbest, got a little bit of punch on there. Connor Stain, okay, Stain. You know, he's. I hope he slides a lot. I hope he makes a lot of, because you know he's going to stain his uniform. Yes, I mean his nickname. I think I I heard in college was OxyClean. I don't know what that. What that has to is do with is that a baseball? bit or is that is that real or is that something you just improved? It's I improv that. Let's squash that from the record because yeah, I don't want anyone. I don't want that nickname being carried around and saying, "Oh, some dumb guy in Denver called him OxyClean because his last name is Stain." It doesn't even make any sense. But Tide Pen? How about Tide Pen? I mean, no, I'm actually I'm a huge fan of OxyClean. Like I'm not gonna lie, I Same. yeah, it it does the job. And I wear a lot of white. I wear so much white. I need it. I need actually very much need OxyClean in my life. Yeah, this this is no, this is not an ad read. But look, if this you seriously, not- if, <laughs> if if you have any staining or discoloration 
Oxycl yeah, like that's like a company that's gonna be like, wow, all right, we're moving a couple extra units in the Denver metro area, thanks to Susie and Patrick. So we'll we'll end this uh, this this fake complimentary segment uh, on OxyClean. But I I want to hear some of the other names because you found names that were better than Brad Combest, uh, Sterling, Jordan Beck, Connor Stain. Yeah, we've Zach got Agnos. some. Get some there, good names you found. There are some really good baseball names that will be coming into our lives very soon. Put together a list of 10 of my favorites out of some of the top drafts, draft prospects. So let's take a look at the list that I made. Made it a couple of days. Made it before the draft. Oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? There we go. All right. So number one had to go with Jet Williams. Jet Hoping he's fast. Same thing with Henry Bolt at number two. I just like love these names that, you know, resemble qualities potentially. Um, Dalton Rushing, another great name. We Jonathan, might see him. He he was taken by the he was uh, another Louisville catcher taken mm -hmm. by the Dodgers. He was their first pick, and Jet Williams went in the first round to the Mets. So uh, they're not just good names. These are some good ball players too. Yeah, yeah, Jet to the Mets. I love that. Uh, Jonathan Cannon is such a good name. Such a good name for a guy with an arm. Same with Cutter. Cutter Coffee. I'm assuming that's how you spell. That's how you say it. But I don't know. It's tough to. It's tough to top Jordan Sprinkle. Jordan Sprinkle was a guy that I think in one of the previews that I did during the off season of like, Hey, who, who's like a top 10 guy. And, and I think he fell on a lot of the rankings. Uh, pretty sure he's a high school guy. So he, he might've even gone to college. I'm not sure that I heard his name yet, but I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe the Rockies will get a sprinkling of sprinkle this year. I don't know. Oh, I like that. See, I, we would, we could potentially have sprinkle and sparkles with Chris Ooh, Bryant. So I, I would, that would be, that would have been nice. Um, I feel like Kenya Huggins has so much pun potential. True. <laughs> We're going to rate on pun potential. Definitely up there. And then, I want to see how you pronounce this name because I actually do know a lot about this next player. Well, I know he's this. He's a, he's a guy. He's a guy. He's, he's, he's a, a good one for sure. He's a dude. He's that dude. Uh, Gerangelo. Patrick, how do, how do you say his last name? Because I, I know you've looked. Gerangelo Chinche. Chinche, yes, but he's like you and I, ambidextrous. Even better than that, he legit can pitch righty yep. and lefty, and not just like uh, Pat Venditti a few years ago. Where I was like, oh, he's able to do it, and he's good. Like I think he's he's in the nineties uh, from both sides, and it looks like he's uh, he is going to be going to college. I, I did forget where he's going now. I, I don't think he's a Vanderbilt guy. He's going to a, a big SEC school, I believe. So. Uh, he, yeah, he is really interesting and he's someone definitely uh, worth following the next couple of years. Yeah. Remember the name. Uh, another name I want to remember forever. Gary Gill Hill. G mm. Gill Hill. Um, uh, Cause Gill Hill is the last name. <laughs> <laughs> no hyphen though. No hyphen, just Gill Hill. Uh, I think it's a hilarious name. Um, so yeah. And then at number 10, I got Cole Kitchen. I hope he's cooking for someone at some point. <laughs> for sure. There was a player uh, out of the Puerto Rican Baseball Academy named Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. You also had uh, a Razorback from the University of Arkansas named Zach Morris. 
which is pretty, pretty darn funny. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, uh, there's all kinds of uh, wacky names that are out there because, well, look, there. These are all uh, Millennium babies, right? They were born just after the Millennium, so they get, yeah, they these are kids wild. who were yeah born in the 2000s. So I, I also like Vinny Baloney. He from Fresno State. That was a, a low key sleeper for me. I mean, it's, it's spelled you know Bologna, so I guess you know if you're talking about the Italian city, it's Bologna. But I think it's probably better Vinny Bologna. Like Vinny Bologna sounds like good. that sounds like a very New Jersey name, honestly. If we're gonna be honest with our oh own. no, it it is yes. He he would be <laughs> good friends with Tony Soprano. No no two ways. Vinny Bologna. Forget about <laughs> My it. Friend. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's let's see if we can take a look. Let's see how you can do, yeah. Susie, and and okay. how I can do. Because again. I have a general idea as to like what 10 or so players uh, I went back and looked on perfect game for anyone who doesn't know perfect game uh, 10, 15 years ago said, you know what? We can milk a lot of money out of, <laughs> out of these families who want to get their kids, you know, playing at a division one school or, you know, be, become a professional. So, Hey, look, they'll take care of all the advertising. They'll film the games, put clips and highlights. And so really it is a good service. It's not cheap. Uh, I don't know the prices exactly. So, you know, you do need to be a little bit privileged to have that. But, uh, you know, these players were were, were featured there. Um, some of them were drafted out of high school. Some of them, you know, again, they went through the perfect game system uh, and before going to college. But all of these guys are prep players. So they're all about 17, 18, 19 years old. And they're all current or former Rockies. Only two former Rockies in there because, again, it only okay. goes back so far. So someone like Todd Helton, uh, perfect game, did not even exist yeah. for so let's let's flip through a couple of these and see how well you can do. I'm gonna say a third, easy right off the bat. Okay. A third you'll like recognize, and then it'll take a second to figure out, and then a third, maybe even less than a third. Mm -hmm. There's only one that I can think of that looking at this player, I was like, I don't think I would have gotten that if hmm. you just slapped the picture up. All right, let's do it, Patrick. Let's let's see some picks and see if I recognize these guys. Let's look at our first one. Nice green shirt for this one. Perfect game again. Junior oh. national. This is. Look at him here with his perfect game cap on. Yeah. Like it, was, it was taken in the Metrodome. Off the bat, I do not recognize this person. All right. Let's uh, let's go to the next one. Let's see okay. what happens. That one's hard. Okay. This one, I feel like it's pretty good. You You should be able to, though. He has is, tweaked the facial hair a little bit. So is that Ian Desmond? No, but there's a resemblance. There, there is a yes. resemblance. Who is that? Is that Robert Stevenson? Okay, that's a point. We're okay. Point. Okay, Excuse it me. really does look a lot like. It looks like it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that they had a resemblance until, until now. That's crazy. great point. Yeah, me me neither. Um, and again, with the mustache, Robert Stevenson looks. Uh, it looks a lot different than an 18 year old version of himself that yeah. couldn't have even grown facial hair. Oh, <laughs> all right. Let's see the next one. All right. This oh, one was, that, right, this, right, do you know who it is? Yes this or no? Is that, this is Alan Trejo. Look at okay, him. He still he, looks exactly the same. Okay. This one was the biggest differential between what he looks like now to back then, because again, he should have been about a senior in high school. He looks like a senior in elementary school. He, he looks like does. A fifth he grader. looks like a fifth grader. Absolutely. Uh, that's really funny. Yeah, he definitely looks a lot more grown up now, but his face is still the same. 
That's yeah, so no, funny. Yeah, this one was, yeah, I think probably one of the easier ones. You're right. Yeah, but but yeah. looks, you can see, you're like, wow, that's a small guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how cute. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see the next one. Okay. Um, this was the hardest one for me. This no. one is the hardest one again if you want if you're listening to this as a podcast head on over go you can even fast forward all the way to minute like 52 and look at these on the dnvr sports channel on youtube do you know who this is this is austin gomber wow very good all the eyebrows listen he and his wife they've got they've got eyebrow game so i would recognize these eyebrows anywhere for sure this one was for me was just when i saw it i'm like oh yeah okay that is but i i just didn't I just didn't feel it right away. And mm-hmm. this one would be, I'd be interested how many people can get that from uh, right away off the first, first. Jump. Oh yeah. Okay. Easy, easy. Okay. Can we have more? Oh, we got plenty. This one's oh. harder. This one's yeah. the well, angle. Yeah, I can't see the, the face. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm totally lost on this one because I can't even really get a good look at the face. If from my memory, if it's correct, I believe this would be. Brendan Rogers. You could see the little bit of the chin hair there, right? He's like, Oh, well, you know, we haven't seen his chin in a really long time either. I would not have gotten this. I think this one's the hardest one, but then that, again, are there more that, that chin hair, like the, the, the start of that goatee. He's like, look, that's all I can get when I'm an adult, I will rock a beard. And so that's, that's a child beard right there that he's rocking there. So you can see where it was going to evolve as he got older, but the swing, how about to finish on the swing though? You know what? Now like I him, right? see it. Now I see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, now I see it for sure. Nice. Okay. Do we got more? Oh, come on. Oh, wait, right, is that Sam one... Hilliard? <laughs> Oh my God, Susie, that is impressive. I was going to say this would be the second hardest one, maybe even as hard, if not harder than the Gomber one, because you can't see the face. No, but you know what? Sam's got a very distinct jawline. And we also were just talking about how he was a pitcher before he was a pro. So this one, yeah, I got it. And when 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 I found this picture at first, I'm like, I don't know if Susie knows that he was a pitcher, you know, in high school, a little bit in college. But again, can't put it past you. You did your intel. You knew he's a pitcher. And I'm impressed you got it so quickly on that one. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I think there's still a couple more. This one you got. I oh, think. is that, that's that got to be Chris Bryant, right? That would be, that would be KB. Still got that's the same KB. smile. Yeah. He still kind of has a baby face. For a guy who's 30 and with a beard, he still kind of has a baby face, if that makes makes sense. He just, he just looks young. Yeah. 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 There you go. It's the cheeks. It's the cheeks. Um, this one might be a little hard. This one might be a little bit hard. Oh, again, he's got his red, white, and blue perfect game uniform on. I think also because of how this photograph was taken, it was kind of like in his face. So I feel yeah. like it almost distorts the image a little bit. Um, oh, this see. is killing me. This is killing me. I'm like, okay, I'm like, there's something I recognize about this, but I'm like, I cannot picture the adult that he's matches. Got- sideburns there almost like he's trying to get away with those sideburns serious look on his face he always usually has a serious look he's a nice guy to talk to uh he's kind of gone up up and down a little bit this year who is it patrick this would I'm be tapping out. justin lawrence oh my gosh oh That's wow he one, looks huh? he looks so different yeah. as a kid compared to now and his oh hair too right he's got the long curly hair yeah so it's, like, it's all a part of that that look yeah you're oh, right oh that's this so funny yeah that was a really hard one do we have more patrick 
And there, there are more. This one's easy. You got oh, this. Oh, that's got to be Connor Joe. Yeah, this is a good one. And I like how just his how his head's back, like confident. Look at yeah. that confidence in his face. He knows he's a big leaguer, even at a yeah. young age. That's fun. That's right. He did. Nice. Um, All right. Oh. I'm not going to say anything about this one. But again, this one you definitely could tell is in the Metrodome. And I, mm. I figured by that when this was taken. Oh, is that Nolan? There you go. Okay, yeah. there we go. Target Field probably was built by this point. And so this maybe was like the last year. They must have got a really good rate on an old major league stadium. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Nolan Arenado, you recognize him. Very good. Was sure. I think we nice. may have got one more left. No, a couple oh, more. Oh, this one's so easy. This is DJ LeMayhew because he still looks like a teenager. He does. Yeah, he, he looks exactly has the a, same. He still has a teenager face for sure. His face looks exactly the same at like, what is he, 18 in this picture? Looks exactly the same now. Good for yep. him. Very good. <laughs> That's funny. That That's was awesome. great. The first one, if you can go back to that one, the guy in the green shirt, I think that was one that uh, we didn't get. That would be Ryan Feltner. Oh, oh, now I see it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Susie, um, you did I, really well. I did I, really well. You did really. And of like the two hardest ones you got. And then, and then Lawrence was also in the difficult range, but still two out of three. That, I, that was very, I was, I was impressed for these, like, you know, these Muppet baby look. Thank you. you know they I mean? are Muppet babies for sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm actually pretty happy with my performance there. Totally makes up for me. Totally blowing the bracket yesterday. <laughs> so I'll take it. I'll take the wins where I get them. Oh, it's fantastic. We're going to be doing it again live on Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. We'll talk about some of the greatest Rockies all-stars ever. Um, we're not going to go through the list of every single one, but we're going to at least tell you about what they did in the game. Who was able to hit a home run in the all-star game? What about home run derbies? Who uh, has uh, performed the best uh, as far as Rockies in the home run derby? We'll break down the game. Uh, we'll we'll do all that. We'll also preview the second half. We'll look back in the first half. We still have a lot to do. We've got a lot on our plate before we can talk about Milwaukee, the second half of the season. Will they be buyers? Will they be sellers at the trade deadline? Will they stand pat because, hey, this roster is really good with Chris Bryant back, and maybe they don't need to do anything? I think we know that they do, but we'll <laughs> see what they think about their roster, and we'll talk about all that and more uh we've we've got a lot of momentum as far as that concerns but follow us on twitter at dnvr underscore rockies at patrick d Lyons is where i'm at on twitter and i am at the Susie hunter on all platforms and despite this wondrous momentum that we have you know what they say about momentum it is only as good as your next show so we'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs>